Welcome to What is Going Om for new thought from the edge of Om. Each week on Om Time's flagship radio show, veteran broadcaster, author, and media consultant Sandy Sedgbeer conducts thought provoking interviews with inspirational authors, artists, musicians, scientists, speakers, and filmmakers who are working at the point where spirituality and science meet consciousness at the very edge of Om. Here is your host, Sandy Sedgbeer. Hello. Throughout the ages, wisdom keepers have handed down the keys to enlightenment in sacred scrolls, texts and teachings. But as illuminating as many of these great works can be, their pages can never reveal more than half their secrets. For as Albert Einstein once pointed out, the only true source of knowledge is experience. The problem is, really deep, transformative experiences are not quite so easy to come by. Or are they? Jennifer Ivanko is a human potentialist, soul mentor, mystic explorer, and transformational guide who spent 35 years pursuing her passion for personal growth and transformation. Her quest has taken her around the world to ancient sacred sites, renowned mystery schools, and transformational teaching centers, studying metaphysics, meditation, integrated medicine, and the mysteries of consciousness and transformation. She spent four years traveling with and being personally mentored by one of the greatest pioneers of the human potential movement, Dr. Jean Houston, where she learned transformative techniques and the mysteries of the imaginal realm, before finally embracing her dharma as a spiritual teacher, healer, guide, and creator of deep dive experiential programs that take people into the uncharted territories of the meta-realm to access their soul's wisdom, discover their own personal place of healing, and learn what it means to live their greater story. Jennifer Ivanko, welcome. Thank you, Sandy. I'm very excited to be here. I was going to start by saying, 35 years is a very long time to be in apprenticeship, but on reflection, <laughs> when you're traveling the world learning ancient wisdom and esoteric secrets from Brazilian healers and mystery schools and the like, heck, who wouldn't want to just keep going, uncovering the wisdom and the forgotten knowledge that hasn't been confined to books and texts? So, you know, 35 years, <laughs> was there a point in time at which you said, OK, I'm no longer an apprentice now, I've got to step up? Or was that kind of... Uh, you know, a, a hard decision to make. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. You think about um, it's very seductive to be on that journey to discover more, and, and there's so many exciting avenues towards this um, deepening and enlightenment that you can explore and taste. And at some point, um, I was more or less <laughs> shown I had to stop teaching. It was enough with the classes, enough with the learnings, because they really all lead to the same place. You just have to pick pick one that is your strong suit to go deeper in rather than going across the surface of all these different possibilities. You must have gathered an awful lot of wisdom and knowledge over those years. I want to know what you know. <laughs> it's not what we know. It's Well, it's what we experience, though, right? Exactly, exactly. I want to I experience what you know. 
<laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about some of those adventures. What are the high, high points of those years? You know, there's, there's um, and I assume this is a very typical journey for people. If you think about, we start off being able to take all these different avenues and roads towards what we're, we're looking towards, the um, different, I was doing yoga, I was doing meditation, TM, and uh, playing, doing some work with this Brazilian healer, and all these different avenues to experience that wow inside of me of, of deep knowing and wow this is something important and I got to do and explore more and so after a while um, I was with Deepak Chopra taking another course and and really knowing that I already knew what he was teaching me as far as how to meditate and and I was going to hear from Jean Houston um, who was I'd taken some of her courses online and I know what she talks about too it was it was very familiar information and yet, I had never experienced Gene Houston in person. And I think that was one of the most profound moments in my journey, because it was going from a very personal journey of my own meditations and experiences of this high wow experience of angels, of guidance, of all of this that I love to play in. And then I had this woman, Jean, come up on stage, and suddenly I felt called to do something that was more than just play in this wow I needed to do bring something back to the world around me to help um, envision a world that works that was her line that she kept on saying what what can you do with what you have as a gift that can be effective here in the world so that to me was a very powerful time in my life to switch and say okay now we get serious and then you were mentored by Jean and you traveled with her and you had the opportunity to experience what she knows. Yes, and, and um, she's, you know, she founded Human Potential Movement and, mm. and um, her experiences. She's also very different from me in that she's very grounded and practical and, you know, essentially she's one of these people that I like to be really close to because she puts my feet on the ground. Um, I can, I can journey and go very um, far into these different levels of consciousness. And I needed training from somebody like Jean that showed me how to make it practical. You know, it's all well and good to have a fairy or angel or have these energies, but what do you do with it? And that's, and she, she did it around the world. She she met with different cultures and looked at how people um, experience creativity and what they, you know, how they can engage the world around them and the people around them. And so she was a wonderful teacher. It was exactly what I needed. What do you think is the most important thing you learned from her? The ability to to recognize other people's perspective or their their way to um, interpret information you think about um, the cultures in Africa that when they are looking at a challenge and trying to find a solution they are standing up and moving and using drums and dancing and really finding the body intelligence to to experience the solution whereas you look at somebody in Alaska 
um, where there, you have snow on the ground most of the time. And people there in their cultures, they, they were looking inside and visualizing. If they had to work on an engine, she would tell me the story. If they had to work on an engine, they would walk around the engine in their mind and understand it and then be able to work with it. And so they were very much opposite of the African drumming. But each culture has their approach and their gift um, to, towards solutions. And I think that's, it gave me a, a desire to learn more about the way people think and the way to bring these other intelligences out. That's an interesting point because in Western cultures, you know, we are trained from a very young age and what we should be focusing on, how we should solve problems, you know, in our educational systems. It's very kind of circumscribed. And we don't know that there are other ways, other tools and strategies that we can use. And we're not taught to to study other cultures and how they do things and try them on for size for ourselves. No, we, we, we're entrained, you know, not only by our cultures, but by our family and by our, our um, lineage of, of certain ways to look at things. And then we look at everything else as if they've had that same programming everybody else out there must think the same way i do mm, and approach yeah. things and and it's very different and you think about in the western culture how we were taught to stay still and and really think out or solve, solve a solution a problem with our thoughts and our mind and you go to the italians and they're doing the opposite they're moving their hands and really engaging emotionally it's, it's fascinating yeah i mean jean's you know when jean presents she's very theatrical um, you know, it's a performance and it's a superb performance. Um, and you can see that she uses everything she knows and everything that she's learned. And she never stops learning. I, I always um, marvel when she goes into a new country. And I think she's been it's been over 108 different countries. Um, and when she goes in, she learns a couple of jokes, a couple of stories to tell and and, and really tries to embody that culture mm. so she really can communicate with them. Now, was it Jean that helped you or showed you the meta realm and all of the incredible experiences that we can have there? Or was that a Jean was just a culmination of many years of learning about that? Uh, Jean was a, a culmination. Um, I believe I've been very lucky in that a lot of my teachers have been focusing on uh, finding what's inside of me that's trying to become. And that's, uh, that's what I teach is, is finding the gift inside of you. And she was very good at um, in, uh, kind of nurturing that part of you that's trying to that's your gift that you don't see as your you know because it's so normal mm. Mm. to each of us whatever our gift is and my ability to um to move around in the meta realm and then to, um to connect with other energies and healing it was very natural but i wasn't trying to foster that i was trying to learn how to teach meditation like deepak chopra does or how to do things like other people do rather than mm -hmm. And so she was pivotal in that she started that, no, look, look, look inside and, and grow that. Mm. Um, Find your own creativity there. Right, right. Yeah. 
Tell me about the Metal Realm. I mean, you know, we tend to think, oh, it's this place that we can travel to in the starships of our mind, um, mm-hmm. but it's out there, when in fact it isn't. It's in here, isn't it? It's in here, yes. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this today before uh, we talked, before our call, about how important we have these many different levels of consciousness. We're very complex. Humans are obviously are very complex. And we have this practical mind that creates the structure and the uh, ability to manifest things here. We need to know how to um, things work. And the mind is very good about making a reality and understanding a reality in that logic. And then we have this other side that is this sublime, um, blissful, you know, consciousness of of universal consciousness of being in that energy where you just want to be and you have all possibility and all potential. And that's where all the dreams are. And then everything in between has, has, helps us bring this, this potential, this possibility down through different layers of ourself, down through different levels of our understanding until we can get it to, you know, seduce it into the brain, into the mind as a possibility that I can now make happen. So the meta realm is that playground for the, the mind to slip a little bit, to get out of the mind just a little bit, and to start touching those possibilities and those potentials, to move beyond fantasy and imagination into that powerful place of the imaginal, where potentials become real, where possibilities become real. So So what was the difference between the imagination and the imaginal? Imagination tends to be things that are, it's closer to the mind and it's things that we've experienced or realized and we kind of play like, um, like cartoons in our mind of, of this might happen and this might happen. When you reach beyond into the imaginal, you're going a little bit further into things that maybe don't exist here now, but are possibilities that you can pull into your imagination and then play with and add to it. It's like um, the, the man that was walking through the field thinking about how to replace the zipper. The zippers weren't working and what can I do? And he sees mm. a burr that attaches to his um, pants and he and he jumps. He makes that quantum jump into Velcro. This ability, it's it comes from that imagination, imaginal that's beyond mm. the plain zipper. It's where well, Leonardo da Vinci played. It's where all these high creatives played and bring flying machines before we even thought we could go anywhere near that. Wow, so some people might say that that's another dimension. That's the future or that's the past. Well, and time all exists now, right? In this moment, uh, time is like a territory. Um, We can actually move around time in the meta realm. We can move around time. The thing is, we have to reach with our mind towards what we can understand. So you can go around in the meta realm and reach different parts of time that might be so far beyond your understanding that it's, it's not going to, you're not going to register with it or connect with it. So we have to make these, these baby steps in the meta realm towards bringing in the imagination and then pushing beyond a little bit further and getting some new activations, new wisdoms that we can then bring down back into our imagination and then play with and bring it back down into 
a possibility and then a reality. And in the meta, meta, sorry, can No, I was going to say the meta realm. One of the things that Jean used to talk, tell me is how this is an uncharted territory. These meta realms, and I say plural because they are of many dimensions. And being uncharted, you need to um, find your logic to move through them. Now that's where I come in. I'm able to help people move with some of the archetypal patterns to move into the meta realm and, and begin their journeys and then encourage them into directions that are going to, that they can then bring their logic in and bring possibilities back. Well, sort of, I know you work with many people and you're very good at taking people into the meta realm. What sort of experiences do people have? So, uh, you know, my favorite thing that happens when I'm working with somebody is when they reach that point and they say, you mean I can really do this? You mean I can really, this is all it is? It's that sudden lightening up and realization that, wow, what I have is something special. And to find that, it sometimes takes a journey going outside or perceived outside of ourselves in this meta journey where we're traveling through these mists and into these different times and territories before you suddenly see something that sparks something inside of you. And so there's this recognition. And when the recognition happens, it's something so light and in some ways very easy, simple, and very, very profound. And that's, that to me is my favorite experience when somebody reaches that point of, oh, this is it. Hmm. You, you know, I was looking at your website earlier and I was struck by um, different testimonials from people and people were saying that, that having had some of these experiences that you take people on, they were in tears. Why do you think, why do you think it creates that kind of reaction in people? What are you doing? What are they doing? You know, and I'm going to relate to someone I've been talking to recently and working with. Um, it seems that one of the biggest things, especially now in this pandemic and these energies that we have where we're, we're kind of slugging through the, the mucks of fear and, and pressure of things changing and not knowing how to plan. So we're kind of in this miasma, right? And I like to go in with somebody into this meta realm and put and nourish that that soul desire of who they are, and so I can create a space where I see them. It's easy for me to see, and I think I, I, most people, it's easy to see the beauty in somebody or their potential. It's hard for itself to see that, but I I can go in and see somebody's potential and then mirror that back to them. And just it doesn't even have to be with words. It just has to be with that level of um, of love and of energy, of affirmation, understanding, and then encouragement. I think someone having traveled and seen miracles and seen amazing things happen with people, um, I recognize when somebody is um, about to step into something that's very scary maybe that 
they are unsure of themselves because it's new and out of their comfort zone, and yet it's so perfect because it's not it's it's who they are, and when you recognize that point in somebody, their experience is one of total joy. I mean, release of crying, of releasing this fear of not being enough or not being able to do what is so natural to them. You talked about having seen some amazing, amazing things, had amazing experiences. Um, but you you created an amazing experience. Um, you don't tell many people about this, but you took somebody who was close to death in the meta realm and that person didn't die and several years later that person is still here would you tell us what you were doing with that person so this was a very interesting time because it was when i was um just starting out with Jean, and um at that time i was again steeped in deepak chopra's meditation and and learning Jean's stuff and i i was going to be just like Jean now that's where my journey was. I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be up on stage teaching lots of people and, and she's going to show me how to do it because I'm going to learn right from her. And right about then, I had someone very close to me. Um, it was only a couple of weeks into mentoring with her. Very close to me, get pancreatic cancer. And it was the unoperable um, kind of a cancer. They had three months to live and it was not much hope. Um, so my whole life just switched around and my whole work with Jean switched around in such a, now I could say, beautiful way. And what I found, what I was doing with Jean at that time was working with dimensions, with dimensions of myself. So she would, you know, even before this cancer happened, she was, we were exploring together how if you have a seeded potential inside of you that you weren't able in this life, in this experience to uh, nourish and, and explore it's still a potential that in another dimension another place where you exist they have completely explored that so you think of she likes to say um, music was for her playing the piano was never possible because they traveled and she found a dimension of herself that uh, was a played piano their whole life and so she was able to connect with that dimension and then she was able in her 60s to learn how to play the flute because she had this she opened up this potential um so if we look at um what i was doing and i had a fascination with quantum quantum energy how everything exists as energy and information and if that's true i should be able to hold out my hand and with that energy and information and enough intention to be able to create my cup of coffee right in my hand, right? Magic. But there's that missing step between that knowing at some level and the understanding of how that could actually happen. I didn't have any logic in my mind that my mind is manifester to make that cup of coffee appear in my hand. So now we move to this cancer happening. And I was, again, interested in quantum and with Jean, I was moving into dimensions where what if there was a place that they did quantum surgery, that they were actually able to do the surgery without opening the body, but doing it with energy and information and using maybe um, an optimal body template. And these are 
things that were possibilities inside of me with the work I'd been doing with Jean. And so I moved into a dimension where I existed already as an accomplished quantum surgeon. And this was the imaginal story. By, by doing that, I was connecting then to this whole framework of how you could take, um, we call this uh, high self, your entelechy, which is a complete, fully realized you that you can work with. So I can connect with my high self and connect with this other person's high self. And that high self has the complete template at the quantum level of what the body, how the body functions. And then how to connect that perfect information, energy and information, into the body that's not, um, that has the disease or the dysfunction. So it was a long process over a number of months, and, and this illness, I mean, the, the cancer in this person uh, was at some point able to be operated on, which was a miracle. And then they were recovering, and eventually they were about to leave the, the hospital, and they went into, uh, they aspirated and went into a coma. And then it was several more months of um, healing work. And I was able to be with that person, and um, they might start having a leak in their their gut, and the doctors couldn't figure out where this leak was coming from. And I would be working there with the energy of this the template, the body template, and stopping the leaks or letting the body stop its own leaks. Now, this sounds like a long and involved story of how things happen, but it was some, it was my logic, the way my mind could work in creating something that, a possibility out of this imaginal that would work. And uh, and I, there's miracles. This person eventually woke up out of this coma that they never thought, the doctors were just amazed. They never thought he would wake up. And then he went home, and then now it's 10 years later, and he has no cancer. Wow. And this is that's the power a, of possibility. Yeah, that's a remarkable story. You're listening to What Is Going On. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, and my guest today is human potentialist, soul mentor, mystic explorer, and transformational guide, Jennifer Ivankin. And we're discussing her signature programs, wisdom gatherings, and journeys in which she guides people into the uncharted territories of the meta-realms. Still to come, experiential journeys across the cosmos, connecting to the mystery schools throughout time, and shape-shifting with Merlin, and more after this break. We'll be back in a few moments. The future of Internet radio is here. Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. Vox Novus, the new voice. Vox Novus, the new dimension. Vox Novus, 
thought and movement leaders who will share from their experience and offer tools to help us navigate our rapidly changing world. My name is Victor Furman. Join me every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Own Times Radio for Vox Novus, the new voice. Mental health. Most people think it means mental illness. Most people are wrong. Mental health doesn't apply to just some of us. It applies to everyone. We're all susceptible to anxiety and depression. They're human conditions. And no person should ever feel embarrassed, ashamed, or be discriminated against for being human. Cracked the Podcast strips away the shame, fear, and stigma by expanding the conversation into areas less often visited. From brain and body chemistry, hormones, food, nutrition, trauma, and the microbiome, to pharmaceutical drugs, psychedelic substances, meditation, visionary experiences, and spiritual awakenings. Cracked, the podcast, will explore them all, including the notion that, for many, breakdown can be the beginning of breakthrough. For in the words of singer-songwriter Leonard Cohen, there is a crack in everything. It's where the light gets in. Cracked the podcast, slaying the dragons of mental health. Join co-hosts Sandy Sedgebeer and Rebecca Shaper on the first and third Thursday of every month at 12 noon Eastern Time. Coping 19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council. If you're feeling increasingly lonely right now, you're not alone. It's totally normal. Even though we may not be able to get together in person, connecting virtually with friends and family still gives you a chance to interact with people and may help raise your spirits. Join a virtual book club, set up group text chats, or online video coffee breaks with coworkers. Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org. Welcome back. Jennifer Evanko experiential journeys across the cosmos, connecting to the mystery schools throughout time and shape-shifting with Merlin. These all sound like some fantastic, you know, science fiction fantasy adventures. But these are things that you are doing with students in your um, Adventures in Consciousness programs. Tell me about this. (laughs) So... um... Yeah, those are some of the, the favorite ones, shape-shifting with Merlin and <laughs> across the cosmos. Um, so in Adventures in Consciousness, we have, um, we, I work with four different pillars. The first pillar is the physical pillar. And by physical pillar, I mean the, the realm of everything that's measurable in our lives. So we have our physical body, our energetic body, and the world around us. And taking journeys... Um, in the meta realm and exploring our physical existence, our who we are and, and how we are connected to the world around us and the universe and how we can gain knowledge by these connections of experiencing what it's like to have a, a perspective as a tree might have about a solution or a problem we're having or um, experiencing that conscious changing events of turning, being out in space and turning around and looking at the earth and how we can, that's part of the, the memory now of the human race and we can tap into that by going into that meta realm and exploring um, consciousness because we, be, we 
one of the most important things about adventures in consciousness is we take these journeys as a group, as a collective. And so we're expanding beyond our own potential and kind of amplifying our own potential and stepping into the wisdom that's held by not just the group, but by humanity. You know, it depends how far you want to go into that journey. You can really reach some amazing places. And so I guide them through some very um, well-trodden paths and journeys that we, you can begin to see your potentials and understand, um, open up some possibilities. So after a while, I might be guiding these journeys, but I've also given you the tools where you can start kind of going in your own direction a little bit and finding more that are um, significant to you in the journey. Because you don't, at some point you need to start going from your own inner soul on these journeys have the guidance from there and not just from so, me. this is more than a meditation and it's more than a visualization much more in that again we want to the experience is the most important part but we want to i can hold it as a meditation i could come in and say this is a meditation and i'm visualizing and i'm guiding I'm getting guided to you know do these different steps and that's all that i'm going to get out of it is a visualization or a guided meditation and it would might be relaxing, it might be wonderful. And, but if I step into it, going a little bit further and saying, this is a reality, there's, there's reality to, to our dreams. And I'm stepping into that and journeying a little bit beyond just the dream and going a little further. That's when we start getting exciting. That's when things start happening. And it's all controlled by the person who's taken the journey. So if I offer a safe place, and a, and a pathway for them to go, and they start feeling very comfortable that they can start moving in this terrain that is their own um, their own po- possibilities and their own um, worlds. Then, then, then the journeys become exciting, and then they become practical. Because I can tell you where I've been, but it's not necessarily going to be very practical for you. We want tools and things that are going to be for you to catch in that meta realm and then to apply in your life. And that's the, the beauty of this process. Where did you, I mean, how did you develop this? Where did it come from? Um, I was, it was so beautiful to meet somebody like a Jean Houston and other people like her that have been in my life that are able to help me bring words and structure to the energies and to the places that I was going very naturally in my meditations and my journeys. Um, again, this is why it takes a collective to really do this next level of evolution that we're doing because we all have pieces of the puzzle. So I started, you know, I was always very natural for me to be very fanciful and reach these energies and and usually very high energies that there's not many words to put around it. It's very, it's just a state of being. And so I needed a structure, a way to, um, to teach this or to show or to give this experience to other people. It's like I'm bridging this high energy into somebody that needs, has the practical ability to use that energy in something in their life. And it came to me, um, Actually, it was, it was almost like a download. 
after many years of working with Jean, and then I was also participating in the mystery schools at Dominher and esoteric research there. And I just had this, actually, it was, I was in a journey in my dreams as I was waking up one morning, and I was suddenly in the future, already having hosted Adventures in Consciousness and what I call Wisdom Gatherings. I was there in a Wisdom Gathering, seeing the people that were there and um, experiencing the whole process as if it was unfolding right there in front of me. And so I made a phone call to the people I saw in that circle and said, hey, you got to join me. And at that time, it was a Wisdom Gathering. And then we did exactly what I had seen. And then it just started progressing from there. And so it was a time travel. I mean, people say that it's a very profound experience, deeper than anything they've ever experienced. And why do you think that is? Because they're traveling further? Because they're prepared to reach further? I think that's part of it. Um, Because, I mean, where we are right now as humanity, um, those veils are, are slipping and people are left with themselves of what, who am I? What am I doing? What is my purpose? These are questions, especially in this time of, of uh, COVID and that people are reflecting on, or they're caught up in the other side where they're just caught in this um, fear. And, and so if, if you have um, the people that are finding their way towards self-reflection. And then for me, it's kind of like uh, the imaginal cell which uh, Bruce Lipton describes Mm. um, where he says that you have the breakdown of a a society and you, and everything's turning to mush, just like the caterpillar is turning into mush and there's nothing in that society or in that uh, caterpillar that is what's the becoming, that is the butterfly. But you have these imaginal cells that are looking beyond the destruction and the breakdown and they're seeing a possibility, something to, to, um, reach for and I have always felt that I've been ahead on that it's not that I know what I'm reaching for but I know it's there and if I can reach for that energy of something trying to become and then hold my hand to somebody that maybe has a little bit more skill in the practical level of being able to take that energy and then put it to action in their life in something positive and and building you know that's that's why People that are coming to me are experiencing deep journeys or deep, um, profound changes in their life because, first of all, there's no coincidence that they find me. There's a synchronicity, and it's something that I can give them. And for me, it's that ability to go deep with that particular person. Now, you mentioned earlier that there are four pillars to the Adventures in Consciousness program. What are the other pillars? So... The first is that psychological, the psychological realm. The second is, I'm sorry, the first is a physical Physical, realm. you said, yeah. Yes, a physical realm. And that's everything that's measurable. Then we get into the psychological realm. And that's the fun one where we start talking about time and time travel. Um, we start talking about memory and, you know, not just personal memory, but collective memory and how memory is held in, in our energy and our body. And we start talking about the personalities, the inner crew that we have. Um, and, and also dimensional work there. And then we move on to the third realm, the third pillar, which is the spiritual pillar. And that's connecting into that um, 
essence of who you are and your um, your pathway to spirituality. And then we connect after spiritual realm, we connect into the mythic realm. And that's kind of, that's where we kind of put it all together. The mythic realm is that story of you and how um, at some level there's an archetype of you or, mul- or multiple archetypes of you that want to be expressed in this world. And it's, it would seem like a myth. So for me, I've always had this secret little story inside of me for 40, 50 years that I was walking with a robe and a cane, you know, staff and being able to lead people somewhere. And it was just a dream I would have that I could guide people somewhere. But it's nothing I would ever admit. You know, I I wouldn't step into that. And yet my path has brought me to this place of that's exactly what I'm doing. It's, It's taking people, I'm harnessing that ability as a guide and as ability to, you know, dare I say, even a prophet to be able to a personal prophet to be able to help somebody see a potential of their future and just open that door just a little bit for them and let them then receive what they need and change their life and shift their life. I have another friend that's um, fascinated with words and writing and books. And to her, she sees herself sitting on a throne of books like Athena, the goddess. And so the more she can step into that, the more she can harness the wisdom of mm. cultures and words and um, and bring that energy into the earth and in the mythic level of who she is. Mm. So you're actually going to be launching in a few weeks' time um, a video and radio podcast um, that you're calling Adventures in Consciousness, The Conversation. And you're going to talk to other people about consciousness, leading teachers, etc. But you're also going to give um, listeners, viewers, an experience of this. How's that going to work? <laughs> so I like to um, give people tools to, to play around in this meta realm, to dip their feet in and get comfortable in the meta realm, and then eventually move into adventures in consciousness where you can really take a pathway to explore so in these, these, this show that we're going to do, um, I first want to speak to some of these fascinating authors and teachers and get their perspective of their journey in consciousness and um, what they've found and their, their um, expertise that they've discovered about themselves. Because I hope to show people many different paths and ways to find out who you are. And and you start again, really realizing the possibility. There's no strict way of doing this. There's your way of doing it, which is the most important way. So you know, we have the conversation, and then we have the experience, and we actually do a journey. So the way it works is that people can tune into this. I mean, uh, via radio or the video, and just join you and. You're going to give them a live experience while they're at home or wherever they are and take them on a journey. And there could be hundreds, thousands of people doing this at the same time. And that, and that's, you know, actually any time we're meditating or doing this journey, there's hundreds and thousands of people doing this. And to tap into that collective 
uh, yearning to discover something more, to bring something new to this earth, you know, new concepts, new ideas, new possibilities. So we will we will tap into that each time we go on our, our journeys, um, that collective desire, which amplifies, which which creates a higher frequency when we do this work. So are we talking like the morphogenic field when you talk about, you know, all these other people that we don't know and can't see who are doing something similar at the same time? When you reach a certain level, yes. When when you reach a certain level, you know that field. And you can you can experience that support. It's 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 a feeling of um of of encouragement because you're you're with your tribe basically on an energetic level and when you let down your your mind and to your mind sits there and doubts that oh this is just a meditation or this is just a you know it's it's not real in the mind it isn't real because in the mind it doesn't experience it it's beyond the mind and that's where we touch and then we bring we we entrain that possibility into the mind and the mind starts accepting it and then it becomes an even stronger reality and we just keep on doing that, like tea bag, into yes. the field, dipping into it. So you you do this as a, a program, a, what is it, a year long, if not longer, program that people can participate in. Um, but yet you're also giving this away free. Yes, yes, because I mean I, I'm confident when people experience it, there'll be people that want more. And then we join these these groups. These each adventures in consciousness forms a, a small group that continues on for, you know, if you do all four pillars, it could be two years. You can, you can just keep going. It's, it's a subscription base, so you can do it as long as you want. But they form really nice supportive groups that um, help you expand even more in your in your personal journey of transformation. So giving this away free. Um, well, it's also my nature. It's so important. It's something that we all have that we should be able to do, regardless of what it costs. You know, there shouldn't be a, a, a fear of money. And I, and if I can give somebody a couple of tools and they can be on their journey, then that's wonderful. That's my dharma. You know? Well, it's certainly something that's badly needed at the moment. Um, I yes. mean, given the time that we're in and that we've been through and goodness knows who knows what lies ahead so we need all the tools that we can get to cope with it you know one of my favorite um programs that i've done that i've created is the um, countdown to a new beginning that i have on my website now for free and it's um it's an ability to to look at time past and and re you know claim what's powerful for you now and then to step into time present and um, really stand in your own power and then there's four sessions that go into the time future and what I want to do with now what I have so these there's 12 sessions all together four time past four time present and five, four time future and that's a gift that I um, have created for people just to start experiencing these because we are adding to the morphic field then, right? People are getting out there and, and mm. you know, creating this evolution, this transformation. So how do people get that? If you go to my website, uh, 
www.jenniferevanco.com. And it's right on the, uh, actually, you have to sign up for my um, newsletter, and then it will appear on the purple menu bar on the top as Countdown to a New Beginning. And you just go there, and it's all the recordings are right there and downloadable. Cool. Tell me, what is the difference between an adventuring consciousness and a wisdom gathering? So Adventures in Consciousness is, though it is small groups right now, it, it can be uh, a larger groups. They, they are not a group mentoring as much as a journey, a prescribed path and journey that we're taking. Uh, whereas Wisdom Gatherings are more of a group mentoring where we'll take a group of no more than 15 people and sometimes as few as eight people who want to um, who start this journey together and are doing continuing to do the work and instead of taking the prescribed path through those four pillars it starts to um, become more about the group the collective what I call the collective entelechy the higher wisdom of that group that starts guiding where the, the group is going and where the journeys are going and so it's it's interesting because I'm on that journey just as much as everybody else in that that group mentoring um, we are guided by this, what I call my entelechy and the, and the group entelechy, and we weave it together into the group entelechy. So sometimes it's, I'm, I'm as profoundly moved as everybody else in the group. Yeah, I can imagine. And I can imagine it must be very moving to witness other people's experiences and transformations. It is. It's wonderful. I mean, again, my dharma is to is to help people reach their potential or to begin their path of unfolding of who they are. And so when I realize my dharma, when I realize that happening with somebody, there's, there's no greater joy for me. It's And then, so that's my dharma. So when I can show somebody else that same kind of joy because they're realizing what their passion is and who they are, and what their potential is. I'm giving them the same thing that I'm getting as I give it to them. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. And, and you know, what a great gift. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And, again, it's it's so important that we we reach out to others, to each other, and to share in these journeys because it is about the collective. It's no longer about a, a lone meditator sitting and reaching these high points just by themselves. Um, There's so much in the collective. And, you know, now that we're in Aquarius, which is all about collectives and communities, I mean, wow, you know, they're they're going to happen regardless because that's the energy. Uh, How much nicer to get into a collective that is doing something really meaningful than one that isn't. And, you know, Yes, and, and I want to um, emphasize, too, that when we talk about a collective, we're talking about some people that don't meditate at all. Maybe they do something completely different than what you do, and, and they have a gift for you just by being with them. And, and it can be bringing some of this energy that you, or these, these things that you're touching in your meditations and coming into you only by... Uh, like an activation or an energy and when you connect with that person you're gifting them that energy that they can't reach themselves but they need to continue what they're doing on the practical level 
And so we need all flavors, all the spectrums of consciousness from that person that can't visualize and can't meditate at all to the person that just wants to go right into that being state and everything in between. And it's all that's a very interesting perfect. way to look at it. You're right. It is all perfect. Um, just just one other thing. The Adventures in Consciousness program, is this something that people can join in, you said it's subscription, anytime, or are there set starting points for it? There are definitely set starting points. We The next group will be starting in May. Um, what happens is we have 26 journeys in this first pillar, 26 weeks, and uh, it's they are all um, held in a virtual classroom. So as you do the course, all your recordings are there so you can have the meditations or the videos or both. And when they kind of build on each other. We start off just learning some of the basic tools, learning the intelligy process, which is connecting with your higher self and opening our inner senses and all these different tools. And so by the end of the 26 weeks, we are we are using a lot of those tools and going a lot further. So I'd like to start, you know, every two months we'll start another group of Adventures in Consciousness. So we may will be the um, pillar one again, probably the middle of May, around the 15th or so. And when is, your, when is your new show uh, going to launch? That is uh, the first and third Tuesday of each month, and we start the... So our first show is um, May 4th. May 4th. And, so and it is actually we'll through, through own times, through the yes. new TV yes. streaming and the radio network. Yes. And uh, at that time, we'll announce when the next uh, Adventures in Consciousness group will be starting, which will be sometime after that. Well... Jennifer, good luck with that. I'm sure, you know, people will, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be taking advantage <laughs> of the, that? Um, I'll certainly be signing up for it. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Jennifer. I wish you every luck. You're, you're so welcome and thank you so much. Well, for more information about Jennifer Ivanko, uh, her free morning meditations and deep dive wisdom gatherings and adventures in consciousness programs, visit her website at www.jenniferivanko.com where you can also sign up for her newsletter and download her Countdown to a New Beginning series uh, of deep dives into the meta realm for free. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer. You can learn more about me and the No BS Spiritual Book Club at sedgbeer.com. I'll be back with another edition of What is Going On at the same time next week. Till then, it's goodbye from me.